and I sift through all the rocks and dirt and garbage to give you the golden nuggets of gaming goodness. I'm Andrew Fiak. And I'm Brandon Carnahan. How is everybody doing out there? Well. I always forget they can't answer me, so I keep asking the same question. <laughs> well, it says there's two viewers, and I know that you're one of them, and it doesn't count uh, me well, as My wife might be the other actually. one, because unlike everybody else in the world, she's a hardcore games and that fan. She's in that. She is in that. <laughs> uh, how you been, Brandon? Pretty well. Pretty well. I've actually seen a lot of you between podcasts. Yeah. Which is uh, always a rare and uh, pleasant occasion. So, so nice. So nice to have you. Yeah. Uh, we actually had you over the house. And uh, we actually, on a very rare occasion, we actually played a game together this week we played and we two games we played three games together actually technically yeah uh and we actually couch co-opt all of them which for 2019 impressive pretty rare pretty pretty rare, rare. But before we get into the games of course brandon is there anything you want to talk about any news anything that came up this week that you're um, interested in? yeah i actually i did hear a rumor earlier <gasps> this week read a rumor uh is wow. it Jill? Is she going out with Bob now? Oh, man. We're supposed to keep that on the Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Um, the rumor that I came across in my internet searches um, is a supposed launch title for the PS5. <gasps> oh, yes. They're uh, making a fifth one? <laughs> Why yeah. don't they just make PlayStation 4 too? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that naming scheme makes as much sense as the Xbox One, so why not? I can't wait for Red Dead Redemption 2, too. <laughs> two, two. It's about dancing in the Old West. Hey, watch me do plie. <laughs> That's I a real saw, term. <laughs> one of the, I don't remember who it was, one of the Instagram, one of the 50,000 Instagram accounts I follow. But somebody posted a picture of Nicolas Cage recently who really looks like he's seen much better days and he was wearing like a like a, a an authentic cowboy hat he had a big fat bushily beard and he had like really dark red circles under his eyes like clearly struggling these days but the caption said that face you make when the O'Driscolls get away with everything and <laughs> I lost it that's awesome <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you were saying PlayStation 5, PS4 too. Yeah, so the rumor is that one of the launch titles for PS5 is going to be a sequel to PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which Brandon, not in the know, is... What's PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? <laughs> Sounds like you're not in the know. PlayStation <laughs> All-Stars Battle Royale, Andrew. Not like, I mean, I, I played this on Vita. There was a Vita version of it. Yeah, right. Um, it was a PlayStation 3 game that was mm -hmm. essentially like a um, Smash Brothers type of game with Sony characters. But the main yep. problem and like thing that people like didn't really like about it was that Sony didn't have like as wide 
of a library of various characters that mm-hmm. Nintendo had. So it kind of struggled on that front. Um, I kind but, of agree with that. Yeah, but they're saying now, so like in addition to all the returning characters, um, they said that uh, Kratos obviously is going to be there. Um, right. Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. They said the original mm-hmm. Snake, so like Metal Gear 1 or Metal Gear Solid. Colonel. What's a Russian gunship doing here? Um, so the OG snake, um, Daniel Fortescue from medieval crash bandicoot and Spyro. Um, I think, uh, ratchet and clank. Mm -hmm. was like a pair fighter. And I think that was it as far as like the new ones. Oh yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man since they now they own insomniac. So that's, pretty palpable news if true yeah uh i could see that being very good especially because sony has i would say with the exception of nintendo has pretty much dominated the first party market yeah for sure uh and with all the new characters we've got and there's you know they have they still have other games come out they saw the last of us is a big property of theirs i know nathan drake was in the original Mm all-stars battle royale returning yeah, so maybe we could get a little bit of Joel or... Um, I think they did uh, say Joel. Joel was another one of the other rumored uh Joel's cool. Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember her name. Um, what's the girl's name? From... Ellie. Ellie, yeah. Right? Ellie? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <clears throat> maybe we could get that adult Ellie that they've been teasing for Last of Us PTU. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> PTU. Uh, yeah, sorry, uh, my brain just stopped thinking, okay. and uh, maybe they you know they still have Ghost of Tsushima coming out too. So maybe mm-hmm. we could see that guy or girl or yeah. whoever. I don't know anything about that game other than it's feudal Japan. <laughs> trying to see if I can find this article. Uh, okay, so okay, so the supposed games launch will occur with the launch of the PlayStation Five and later on Windows in twenty twenty one. Windows kind of sus to me that part of it. Makes huh. me um, but so the list that they gave was Nathan Drake, Kratos, Sackboy, who was in the previous installment, Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, which I believe were in the other ones, Aloy, the Hellgas mm-hmm. from Killzone, Crash and Spyro. Um, Lara Croft from Tomb Raider Legends. So, oh, interesting. Not even 2016 reboot or 2013 reboot. Yeah, uh, was it 2013? Jill, Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. Oh, Daniel Fortescue, Cat from Gravity Rush, Dante from Devil May Cry, Parappa the Rapper, um, Ellie from Last of Us, Delson from Infamous. That that's a a solid choice. Cloud yeah. from Final Fantasy VII. Uh, classic Solid Snake. Uh, Ryu from Street Fighter and Chun Li from Street Fighter. Wow, those are some. There's crossovers with Smash Brothers Ultimate itself. Well, according to this article here, they are uh, they partnered with Capcom to do this, and they said it's going to be similar to like a Marvel versus Capcom like style. So it's going to be a one v one fighting game, less a four player. That doesn't seem very battle royale ish. Well, I think uh, like system systematically. Like as far as like how like the combos and stuff are set up. Oh, I'm I assuming. see. Um, 
but I feel like with if you're making something that's obviously going to be making made into direct comparison to Smash Brothers, like you have to have that couch co-op, you know, four player, oh, eight yeah. player, whatever. Um, you know. So if they're fight. partnering with Capcom and you're mentioning Marvel vs. Capcom as a property they might pull from, they always do like a nice cell shaded. That was the thing. next thing I was going to get to. Um, it says, it's lost my because the original example. battle royale game was like they kept the characters true to their original form. So like yeah. Nathan Drake was like a hyper realistic 3D model, and so was Kratos. But then Sackboy looked more cartoony and yeah. So this article says Fortnite is also cited in the alleged game's visual style as art is very nice looking in this game. It's a mix of cell shaded with realism for characters. Environments are mm. very cartoonish. Borderlands and Fortnite had a baby type of look. Borderlands and Fortnite had a baby type look. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, Sign me same. up. Same. Dude, especially if they bundle them with the PS5. That'd be be into that. I think, uh, I don't know if I'm conflating this with something else that I read, but I feel like I read that uh, it might possibly be like a free-to-play with, uh, like if you buy like a pass, like the pass or like, you know, whatever, the the season pass. Um, They're supposed to have like a rotating roster of characters that if you are playing the free to play version, you have access to those characters, but only for like X amount of time. And once that window closes, they go away. But if you have the past, you get to keep them as they're released. Hmm. Oh boy. I hope that's not the future model of Sony first party titles that we're looking at, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I, f- I feel like um, just with how much success, like those free to play games with some kind of like heavy monetization has been going. I feel like it, it's, we're not unlikely to see something uh, along those lines pretty often. Yeah. See, this is what happens when one free to play game makes all of the money in the world. Everybody wants uh, a piece of the pie. Yeah, everybody wants a piece of their pie. Um. Well, I, I have to see it. I'm not going to judge it ahead of time, but yeah. when I hear those things, uh, my head just tilts just a little bit. Yeah. But still, somebody like at this point, I know Bungie's going the way of the free to play model, at least for their base game. And there's a lot of the expansions that you're going to pay for. So I feel like I'm all about that model of game and what they're going to be doing, especially with Shadow Keep coming out so soon. Mm-hmm. Um. So who knows? It, it maybe it, I think if done right, it works. Um, even if it's just to get players in, but it sounds like they're trying to push the PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale two at or whatever they end up calling it as a game service. And I don't know how well that would work for a fighting game. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Indeed. Yeah, but um, like we mentioned, Brandon, there's one particular game we played. Where this weekend with each other at uh, the back gate was that I probably haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Easily the hardest. I, in fact, I don't at a, at a gathering in yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eons. Yeah, it feels like. But we played some heave ho heave ho what a game did you know i had never heard of that game until you started talking about it like literally like 
minutes before we played it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, and I had never heard about that game until I watched um, I watched Giant Bomb. Actually, they did a quick look of it, and I thought, okay, what's this little thing they had? They had four people playing it. Um, the guys from Giant Bomb East, and boy, I was in bed and my wife was sleeping it was late i was watching that on the television and i was laughing so hard watching them just play it i wasn't even playing it i was watching other people play it mm-hmm. i was laughing so hard that i woke her up multiple times from shaking the bed because i didn't want to laugh out loud so i was holding my oh, breath yeah, and, and doing the like the shaking thing yeah <laughs> it basically made a vibrating bed for us but uh it woke her up on multiple occasions and then the next day she was like why did you keep waking me up what was that thing and i was like don't worry i bought it on switch and we're gonna play it tonight (laughs) brandon why don't you tell some people loosely try to describe try to see the thing is when when i was telling you guys about the game i i couldn't describe it to you it's not a game that you can really describe to somebody else there's a general goal there's basic controls but I don't think that's technically a good explanation of the game. So I'd like to, I'd love to hear what do you how do you, how would you describe Hefo to somebody who's you bring in off the street who may have never played a video game before? Uh, you are basically a colorful stress ball with arms, and you move your arms and you grab onto surfaces, and somewhere on the side of the screen there's a little semicircle divot that you are trying to basically monkey bar your way over to while cooperating with or against uh, your couch co-op buddies. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) it's utter chaos. And it's great. It's the best kind of chaos. Yeah. I think that's a good description. Such a simple game. Like when you boil it down it is such a simple concept. Like you literally have three buttons and one joystick to worry about you have one uh, left left trigger is your left hand right trigger is your right hand and then you have a button to fart <laughs> and then when you move the control stick oh, there you are we're good uh <laughs> yeah yeah so left left bumper or left trigger left hand right bumper right trigger right hand and that basically like closes the hand and if it's mm-hmm. touching a surface or like if you can hold it down and then until you hit a surface you'll grab onto it and then you move the other stick and you basically like moving your arms with that stick to change your grip or, or like move yourself over whatever you're grabbing onto. Yeah. And it's kind of like fart button to blow people. Do you up. remember th- when I first started playing this game, I, I thought about the game Quop. Did you ever try Quop? I have never Q-W-O-P. tried it, but I've seen people play it. Right. So for those of you listening, Quop was an old track and field game. It, sounds exactly like it is it's just like a 100 meter dash type game and the idea is that you use the q w o and p keys on a keyboard to control the individual legs of a runner and you're trying and it's so cumbersome and it's so convoluted in the best funniest way because the idea is to try to get as far as you can with the runner and that's what this feels like like you mentioned the arms are controlled by the the analog the left analog stick together so your left and right arm are moving simultaneously with the mm-hmm. left stick itself. Do I think the game would be maybe slightly funnier, harder, maybe even better if I controlled left stick, right, left stick, left arm, right stick, right arm? Maybe. But I think it makes it much more accessible 
yes. to have it all on one stick yep. and then just use the individual triggers like you mentioned for yeah. the hands. Super short learning curve. Right. We were just and we were passing say, it off to other people that were watching and it was like maybe a minute tops and they're like, okay, I get this. Right. Um, and like you mentioned, there's one loose goal. You just have to get to the finish line, which in this case is a semicircle that your character can lay in. And that's it. Yep. Sometimes you have to work together. Sometimes the level forces you to work together based on the number of players that are on the field. Mm -hmm. I have found that the spacing of objects change. So in some levels, you can easily reach and or swing yourself by yourself to the next grabbable object handle but when we had four people playing those objects were much further together and we found that we had to swing each other we had to link arms we had to you know a chain of characters where everyone's basically holding hands one person holds on at one end and then everybody if you want to go to the left everybody has to hold their stick to the left Mm -hmm. and then time it to swing to the right and then it's like okay ready and you're gonna let go because this guy is gonna grab on and yep. a lot of times it works out great. And then a lot of times someone in the middle is just like, I'm going to drop the other two on the other side and we're yep. going to get to the end. Exactly. And everyone and laughs. Once, and once everybody reaches the goal, uh, it tells you how long it took you to finish the level and then you can move on to the next level. But I wouldn't say that's the game, is it, Brandon? No, the game is not just to to be good and get to the goal. I don't think that's why I think a description of the game and the objectives that you need to accomplish in the game are in no way, shape or form a description of the game itself. Nope. (laughs) Let me tell you why. So the controller has multiple buttons on it. Mm -hmm. We're already using the triggers in the analog sticks. Well, what about the face buttons? You may ask. Ah, great question. There's dedicated shout buttons. The Y and X button on the Nintendo controller, triangle and square respectively, and Y and X uh, respectively for Xbox and PlayStation, uh, they just make your character make noises. And, and yeah, noises they're, are little, they're pretty derpy, <laughs> I would say. That's the best way to describe them. They are derpy Yeah, they're, they're, they're derpy sounds. They're your hers, ha's, who's, ease, ah's. And it's a lot of that. But... There's one special button <laughs> that changes everything. It, it, literal game changer. Literal game changer. And what button would that be, Brandon? That would be your X or your B or if you're on Xbox, your A button, your bottom face button. And, and what does it do? To a fart. A fart that you can tap and just burp one right out. Or you can hold it down and build up a real meaty one. Send people flying. Yes. So this game is made to troll your friends. In the because. Yeah, we had to work together to get the objective. Yes, it's fulfilling. Yes, it's great. But when you've had a couple drinks and maybe your friends had a little a couple more drinks than you have. And it's and maybe after midnight. He, she is struggling just a little bit to figure out the controls. Sometimes just grabbing and throwing them off the side of a level and watching them die. Because when you fall in this game and you die, you don't just respawn and it's like, okay, try again. Your body explodes (laughs) in the color of your character and then paints the world around you. The world and the other characters to the point where (laughs) sometimes you're like, 
who am I? Because you have two people that are covered in green. Because <laughs> somebody and, farted somebody else off of the ledge. And I'll, I'll never forget the, the, the first level we sat down and played. I really wanted to set the tone. I wanted to let people figure out the controls and get what it is. And the very first level is just, it's a big circle. And then there's a little semicircle under it. And you just got to get to the semicircle. And when we were all sitting in the uh, semicircle, you have to be there for a certain amount of time with everybody before it actually finishes level mm-hmm. for you. And I held that fart button as long as I could. And the second everybody was in there, I let one go. And all of us just went flying out and we exploded. And everybody went, wait, what? <laughs> and I went, yep, that's right. Good luck, everybody. That's the name of the game. And by, by that time, it was pure chaos. Yes. It was, we were throwing each other off. We were grabbing people and they'd say, okay, you're going to let go on one, two. And then we'd let go and we wouldn't even wait for the three count. And we would just both die because mm-hmm. it was effing hysterical. We were on one level, right? That probably should have taken us like maybe three minutes that took us close to 20 because <laughs> at least three times when the last person was about to fall into the goal, it between two and everybody <laughs> right was just like holding down the fart button and they would be like just <laughs> about to fall in and then they go flying off the screen we get covered in the shark blood and then they fall back yeah. down at the starting point again and that literally game, happened like no lie like probably four or five times and it just kept happening and it was funny every single time even the person that was trying to get across not- made us laugh yes and people were salty it's like but they were still having fun i think but there's something to be said like i totally understand <laughs> we did that earlier emily thank you yeah, for you asking it. though <laughs> we, we uh, do an encore sure um emily uh in the chat has asking us to make the fart and voices from the characters in the game uh we will do our best brandon i will let you start okay we'll go with a hmm <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. And then the parts are just, and then followed by, and a crazy amount of laughter. Yes. <laughs> um, there's something about this game, and I mentioned trolling your friends earlier. I think it's more than that it, because it's a lot of the. It's also a little bit of misery loves company, like. Yes. Like, like I'm dying over and over, but so is everybody else. And we're killing each other. And that's funny. But we're also helping each other. But we're also just holding on to the right moment when it's like, I, I can let go right here, ruin this whole thing. And it would be just as funny, if not funnier, okay. than it would have been 10 minutes ago. Yeah, it's it's it, it has a good ebb and flow to it where you kind of alternate between the one end of just totally trying to dick everybody mm-hmm. over or like uh, you know one person over in particular to like very like uh necessarily coordinated feats where you have one person that's like okay i'm going to hold on to the ledge and then when i swing that's when you need to tumble yourself off and then try to grab my hand oh no you grab my right. elbow let go real quick and then grab it again okay i got you we're good we got two <laughs> people in the chain and then it's right back into you know getting this complex thing set up and you're like 90% of the way there. And then someone decides, you know, I'm just going to let go and we're all going to fall down and paint the level. (laughs) And normally 
I would be upset. Normally, I would be like, okay, guys, let's stop. Like, let's just try to get this done. But that's not, it's not fun. <laughs> At the end of the day, you could be, you could rush through this game. It, you could rush through every level in less than three minutes. Yeah. And probably still have like a good time because the game does get difficult. There are some jumps and swings and grabs that are pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. And if as, you as a platformer, them, it's, it's very unique in, in how, it yeah, plays. absolutely. And it's not just your standard jump from one thing to the next, like the, the derpy feeling controls, like they're intentionally like, I don't know, like clunky, but it doesn't yes. hinder it at all. It, it adds to the, you know, the funniness of it. Cause like you, right. you feel like a little, goo stress ball basically that's exactly yeah. what it look like like normally nothing bothers me more than when i have to fight a game to do what i want to do but mm-hmm. this game is fighting yourself to do what you need to do it feels like you're controlling a drunk person oh yeah and <laughs> when you've been drinking it doesn't make any more no. sense than it normally would <laughs> so awesome it is awesome in the best way possible. I think what makes this and, game so awesome is, I mean, wow, we just said awesome like four times. What makes this game okay. so great <laughs> is that it it delivers on like, when we think comedy in its most simplistic form is just like something very unexpected and that's what makes that unexpected thing funnier than it probably should be in most cases. And totally agree. exactly how this game plays out is, the funniest times is whenever everyone's cooperating and then out of nowhere, for some reason, everyone, no, nobody, everyone has kind of it in the back of their mind, but it's always catching you off guard. And it's always hilarious when someone decides, nah, I'm just going to throw all of us under the bus or one person under the bus. Yeah. Because it's like, being- it goes so far against what you've like, all this collaboration that's been established. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, right. no, throw that out the window. You're, be- you're being given a power. You you sometimes more often than not you hold your friends' lives in your hands. Sometimes and sometimes literally. you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna let you get to the finish line. I'm gonna help you, and we're gonna work this out. But you know, two weeks ago, don't think I forgot about that text you sent me. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you go, and that's gonna be enough for me. <laughs> you don't know why I let you go, but I let you go. I let you go, and sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes getting sprayed in your friend's colors is uh, all it takes to make you feel better and get your anger and aggression out. It's true. It's true. Um, but the game isn't just it isn't just that there is a lot more to it. So there's a lot of ridiculous things that happen. Like sometimes when you're playing a level, there's a llama that will walk across the screen who's got like a bob weave haircut and he's got sunglasses he on looks and like a gold Egon t- from the real Ghostbusters. He, at, <laughs> Perfect description. And sometimes when he walks across the screen, he just lets out a really, a really loud, really cloudy fart. And the whole fart covers up the whole screen. You can't see anything anymore. And you're pretty much just dead in the water. And that's it. It is what it is. Sometimes um, a little gold rope will appear and it'll be highlighted on the screen and there'll a, a special song will play to let you know. And if you can get somebody to that gold rope and pull it, uh, you get to play a special mini game. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the mini games are uh, everybody drops on an object like a star or like a triangle or some type of different shape. And there's uh, one side of the shape is white and all the other ones are dark. And you have 10 seconds to get everybody into the white. But the white's just not big enough to fit all four people. So you got to <laughs> kind of figure out how do we fit in here and how do we get this to to, to work? 
um, one of the mini games we played was uh, we had to use our characters to grab basketballs and shoot basketballs into a hoop that was like moving left to right underneath us. And we had to score as many baskets as we could. And um, it was it's 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 just as cumbersome and convoluted as you think it would be. And the cumbersomeness um, is what makes it so funny because everybody exactly. is struggling. Everyone yeah. feels Every, like they don't right. know what they're doing, like they're uncoordinated, and you're all laughing together about how just like dumb your character right. feels. Right. And in some of those mini games, and even some of the levels themselves, there's gold coins. If you collect these gold coins, take them back with you. If you need to, co- if you want to collect one in the in the level, you just take it back to the finish line with you. It's just as difficult as it sounds. Mm-hmm. So when you play the mini games, depending on the scores you get in the mini games and how far you get, they're I, I think they're pretty much infinite. I don't know if they actually end because they're so hard. I've never actually finished one. Mm-hmm. But um, you get uh, like we played one of the mini games and we got two gold coins from it. Um, in the start menu, when you fire up the game, there's a vending machine putting gold coins into the vending machine just unlocks new costumes and sometimes it's a cowboy costume a bigfoot costume um a cat costume sometimes it's just new hairstyles new sunglasses new beards for your character new faces new voices um so there's a little bit of replayability to it and i know that we didn't get the chance to do this when we were playing it but um my wife and i have been playing it just two player and still equally as fun um, to sometimes just sometimes she kills me, sometimes I kill her, and we're like, okay, like we actually actually stop. It's a really good marriage exercise for us of like, <laughs> how do we work together to accomplish this goal without rushing ahead? And I admit, sometimes I rush ahead and I don't help her, and that's my fault. I got to be better about that. Uh, yeah, I, would I love say you. That I'm a glory hog, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, but uh, in the later levels, they do get more difficult. So some of the things that happen is uh, in one set of levels um, beyond the the first just general shapes, get yourself to the finish line. Um, some surfaces are uh, electrocuting you. Um, and if they electrocute you, you die. So you have to avoid the electrocution and time your jumps and time your swings in one level. Um, you're always going upwards rather than always coming downwards or going across. And it's a, it's 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 very difficult to climb in this game. Climb mm-hmm. upwards. You can always go down. You can always swing yourself across, but going up is difficult. Um, in one level, um, it's just a blank white screen, uh, but there are shapes there. So you have to intentionally kill yourself to spray your goo-colored oh, wow. characters over the screen to find out where the shapes are. And then eventually the um, goo fades as well. So the goo does fade after a while. So you got to be quick with purpose. About it. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of stuff like that. I haven't gotten beyond there. There's probably. 10 15 levels to play through each level has three sub levels that you need to get through in order to finish that um that section of the game um and progress further i'm sure there will be dlc i'm sure more stuff will come out for this game it is the perfect party game as long as people are like-minded and there's not they're not like winner 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 like i need to get to the end i need to win throw that guy off the side (laughs) as much as you possibly can (laughs) let him figure it out himself because that's not what this game is. He can play single player on his own time. Yeah, he can go home and, and pump hours into Destiny 2 Shadow Keep when it comes out October 1st. Um, <laughs> Can't wait. But Heave Ho is like, it's the party game I've been waiting for. Yes, agreed. And it's super cheap too. $10. Super cheap. Yeah. And I think it goes back to what we've mentioned before on the show. 
multiple times. If you give people the tools to be successful, like they will figure out their own ways to get your goal, to get the goal. And that's where I think gaming flourishes beyond any other medium. Whereas, but this game does something even more special than just giving you the tools to be successful. They give you the tools to fail as well. And you can choose to use those as you will. Yes. Um, I find that to be, it's almost like a fascinating psychology experience. It really is. It's, it, it, it's unlike anything I've ever played. It is silly. It's, it's cumbersome. It's funny. It's challenging. It's $10. Go buy it. Buy it. Seriously. If you, if you ever have people over with any kind of regularity or you can invite people over, get it. Yes. And no, you don't need to be drinking or doing anything else to make this game funny. It is funny by itself, but if you have a couple, you are in for a real treat. Yeah, you know, never hurts to, to to grease the wheels a bit, but yeah, get a little swing lube in you as we in the, <laughs> in the, biz. In the game in the biz, in the biz. <laughs> but that's uh, that's heave ho, and yeah. we we played that on Switch. I believe it's also available on PC, PS4, and Xbox One as well. Yeah, we I think we actually we probably played that for like a good like three four hours easily. And for a party game, like that's a lot of time. It is. And you can just, we were just handing our characters off back and forth to other people. Like there's, (laughs) yeah. See, even Brandon's wife was saying hilarious and she was a hundred percent sober. And I totally agree with her. Yeah. Just as good. So go out and get heave ho. Yes. Super worth it. Super worth it. All right. Well, I only have, one other game to talk about here. Yeah. Let it rip. Brandon, do you remember a time when Newgrounds was like at its most popular? And I do. And we would sit we would sit together, like three or four of us would get together in somebody's computer room at their house, and we would sit together and we would watch just the lutest, crudest flash videos mm-hmm. that were so poorly done. Sometimes they were done pretty well. They were so poorly done. They were so funny. They it was a good time of of growing and learning and getting into those things, but we were definitely watching things we shouldn't have. Oh, yeah, for sure. Remember that <laughs> feeling? Yes. I played a game called Blasphemous this week. And I got that feeling again. I got that feeling of I'm doing something inappropriate. I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. And I'm like cautiously looking around, <laughs> kind of like painting my eyes, but I'm kind of smiling like, ooh, like. Who's going to catch this, me? This game is exactly what it says it is. It is utter blasphemy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, so Blasphemous is a, it's a 2D, I would say Super Nintendo Genesis style. Yeah. Metroidvania. It's got that pixelated look to it, but it really does feel and look like something that came out of that era. Even the cutscenes themselves uh, look like if you ever played the game Flashback or um, I think it's called Outer Worlds or Other Worlds. Old SNES titles that were like built on sequences and scenes like what's that one where you're the guy who like gets sucked into the computer and he gets put on an alien planet and he's like 
running you're like running away from like dogs in the beginning and then he like befriends an alien after he gets captured and yeah i think that's other worlds but the, or or yeah the, don't quote me on that but it feels like those games mm-hmm. it almost looks like it almost feels like a flash game in some cutscenes, but it's very similar to um i would compare it to dead cells and hollow knight are two games that I thought of when playing this. It's mm-hmm. it's a Metroidvania with very light Dark Soul mechanics. Yeah, it seems like it has a very Dark Souls um, like art style and like tone to it. Like everything's yeah, just I just off seeing... enough that it's creepy. Like just the 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 helmet that the uh, player character wears. Like it's it freaks me out like a lot. That like and I, it's There's... it's like I can't quite put my finger on what about it because like the the it's the face i know but it's the the face is just like it's not inherently like gory or creepy or anything it's like just off enough where i'm like that makes me uncomfortable it's, and, it's and off I don't putting like it. yeah it doesn't feel good the things you're looking at <laughs> and doing for the most part but if i had to put this into perspective for somebody listening who maybe has never played a metroidvania or never played a dark souls game this game feels like a an old school metal album cover has come to life <laughs> and you're playing it as a game that's what it feels like it it's feels like iron maiden black sabbath dio like it feels dark and metal and it's all about like satan's coming up and he's doing this and there's blood and there's this and that it's it's the cutscenes and the art style is fascinating it's very well done but not to a point where you'd be like this feels like a modern day title mm-hmm. it's really weird it's very hard to describe um yeah, it, it looks but the, very like like sega genesis Genes- it does but the, the like the best way i can describe it is like it feels like i'm doing something i shouldn't be and i feel mm-hmm. like if my mom or dad walked in they would disapprove of me and be very disappointed well that the screenshot that you sent me earlier this week <laughs> i was like Whoa. well so okay so let me yeah so let me tell you that first of all nothing in this game makes sense it is just like listening to metal where you're like yeah it's very dark and satanic and gothic but at the same time like none of this makes sense i don't know who any of these names they're saying are i don't know what any of these things that they've done are i don't know like there's like the holy being the mea culpa like all of these things like it doesn't make sense. And they push the envelope so far that even the most mundane things that you're doing, like in a game when like you're, you get a new weapon or your health bar increases or like you get more magic power. Like sometimes it's just, it's just a pickup. Like in the legend of Zelda, sometimes it's just an item you get from a dungeon and it changes Mm -hmm. the whole game. When you get something that changes the game in this game, you know about it. And it's in the most ridiculous way. And the screenshot I sent you is perfect example of this is after a boss fight, which was a half bull, half human, not a minotaur. This only had two legs. So it was like a giant human, a human male body, genitalia and all with like railroad nails sticking out of his body gets up off of a what looks like a sitting Virgin Mary statue. He gets up out of the statue, rips the statue's head off, eats it, 
spits the rocks at you and then you have to fight this thing <laughs> and when you fight this thing and defeat it you are put into another room where you kneel at an altar of a buried giant which transports you to a barren desert that used to be a like a, a very um like a, it filled with water, almost like an ocean, but it's now bone dry. There's skeletons everywhere. There's like big fat sand dunes. And you walk up to a floating head that is covered in gold. Looks like it's just been covered in gold paint. The gold um, drips off of the face of the giant being and into your sword. And you take it with you. And when you come back from that world, you are then greeted by a giant upstanding woman who also looks very much Virgin Mary-esque, like Catholicism painting. Mm -hmm. And she's got swords sticking all over her body. And she goes, and all of her wounds are bleeding. (laughs) She is butt naked. There's nothing left to the imagination. And she is, I'm no joke, 15 times the size of you in this game. And she goes through this whole gothic spiel about she's been in pain and torment for eternities and you have finally showed up. Please pull these blades from my wounds and absorb them and take them as your own and, you know, go forth with the dark power of yada yada. And then you come out of this cutscene and it just says your health bar has increased. (laughs) That's that's the whole game. You're like somebody went out of their way. To put all of that just to tell you, hey, man, you got a little extra health now. That's excellent. And I went, okay, I get it. (laughs) I totally get it now. That is what this is. Nice. Your whole description of just like that chain of events, like it, it sounds like. It, it sounds like you're describing, like like you said, like a, the cover of like a heavy metal album. Yeah. And that's this whole game. And like Dark Souls has this very medieval vibe to it, but it's also got some gothic. It's also got some wizardry. It's got some magic stuff. This game is full on Iron Maiden, the trooper playing the whole time. And just like the lyrics are coming to life in the most gruesome pixelated art style you can possibly think of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't even really know how to follow that up. Um, Story wise, the whole story of the game is you wake up in a sea of bodies that all look very similar to you. Mm -hmm. You are referred to as the penitent one who is the one who shall pass. Last crusade reference, anybody. Uh, you would play as the penitent one. And from what I can gather, I have to do some real gothic stuff to do some other metal AF stuff. And I have to do that three times in order to fight an even more metal gothic thing once. Then that's the game. So it's basically like, you got to go to the furthest reaches of the world, which is like up in the snowy mountains, down in the depths of hell, and then like in the darkest corners of the deepest caverns. Like, and it's basically fight three bosses, get their thing, which is their gold face shit, melts into the blade. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go fight something that's even more metal than all of those three things combined. 
And then once you beat that, it's probably like, yeah, but the world is still dark and damp and you're just you're just a penitent one and blood that's pro- that's probably what's going to happen blood <laughs> um then that's pretty much the whole game and it so it starts off as a as a as a 2D side scroller but then when you get to the first like hub world town which is called Albero which i kept saying Alvaro because we have a friend <laughs> named Anthony Alvaro and I, every time I see it I'm like oh we're going to Alvaro <laughs> going Come to Alvaro's house Alvaro <laughs> uh, if you're listening I know you are a fan of the show uh, quick shout out to you hope you're doing well um, this game's got uh, oh so when you get to the hub world that's when it really opens up and that's where all the branching paths are so you can really go wherever you want mm-hmm. you can do the three bosses in whatever order you want I've beaten all the three bosses as well as a few mini bosses along the way. Um, it's not wildly difficult, I would say. I wouldn't say it's as difficult as the Souls game. It really mm-hmm. gives you good outs. And a lot of the animations of the enemies are very well articulated. I would say almost unlike a Dark Souls game because sometimes enemies just have some BS moves where it's like oh it stabbed me but i was blocking but because it was like one pixel right of my shield it actually hit me and killed me weird hitboxes yeah but because this game is 2d there's no weird 3d hitbox it Mm -hmm. really is i know how to hit you and you know how to hit me and um mechanically this game has a dodge mechanic um that allows you to dodge through enemies which is a very welcome addition to a 2d game because otherwise you're either jumping over stuff or you're backing up from stuff um, and that's just not that fun. Yeah. Um, you also have one sword, which I mentioned is called the Mea Culpa, mm-hmm. um, you, which evolves over the game. You can upgrade it. You can add stuff to it. You can add relics to it that have passive abilities. You can add things to it that have active abilities. Um, pretty standard, kind of like a Sam, like a Samus gun, like Samus's gun will evolve over the course of Metroid, but it's always just her gun that never changes. Mm-hmm. Um, or her like arm blaster I guess <clears throat> there's also um, a block and parry mechanic so blocking things perfectly at the right time gives you a window to actually parry and do a heavy damage attack uh, and I found that very similar to um, the recent Doom reboots which I think was in 2016 Doom 2016 um, sometimes some enemies will have uh, they will flash, which means they're prime for a finisher. There's finishers in this game. Uh, so if you go up to an enemy that's flashing red and you hit X instead of just, you know, slashing it and killing it with your mea culpa, um, you can do a very, very gruesome, overly detailed execution of these enemies. And it's, a, you know, it's a, it's just slightly funny in the pixelated style. Uh but it's it's very well done and it's very creative like the guys with shields um the penitent one will like put his foot on the top of the shield and slam it down on them and the, the, like the blood explodes underneath it <laughs> and there's there's these enemies that are these naked females again again metal they're these naked females holding giant uh marble so- like marble crosses on their backs and they're like slowly whipping them at you getting hit by one does massive damage and if you if you execute them um he cuts their arms off from the 
uh, from the from the cross that they're carrying, which seems like they're stuck to it. But he cuts their arms off, and then he just like does like a Zoro style slash and like cuts them in half. It's very gruesome, <laughs> very very gruesome. Um, and that yeah. sounds like a very impressive thing, considering that it is a two D game. You kind of got to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest. Um. I watched a trailer for this game. When I first saw the trailer, I was I, I got very heavy, like OG Prince of Persia vibes because the animation is so much slower and deliberate, like mm-hmm. a Dark Souls versus like something like Dead Cells and Hollow Knight, which seems like it's very fast paced combat. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of appreciate that approach because it kind of gets me to stop and think a little bit and every enemy becomes its own boss fight, which is a comparison we've used a lot on the show. Um, so I appreciate it for that. Um, I mentioned um, that this game pulls a lot of its inspiration for Dark Souls. If I said that to you and I said there's penalties for dying in this game, what would you think? Well, I'm assuming there's something that you would collect, like in like the souls or the blood mm-hmm. echoes in in uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Yep. I'm guessing there's uh, some sort of equivalent. You are a hundred percent accurate. Nice. Uh, so in this game, when you die, you actually so killing enemies, you gain currency, mm-hmm. and it's in the top right hand corner of your screen. You actually never lose that currency, which is a very nice addition. So if I die a hundred times. My currency never changes. The only thing that changes with the currency is, oh, I'll get to that in a second. What you do lose when you die, you have uh, another bar aside from your health called fervor. Mm -hmm. Fervor is what you gain by killing enemies. And then you can use that to cast prayers, which are very powerful spells. So sometimes bosses will drop prayers sometimes mini bosses will drop them sometimes you'll find them out in the open world and you use the fervor that you use to kill that you get from killing enemies to cast your spells mm-hmm. nice little gameplay loop there when you die not only do you lose all your fervor which fine whatever i'm going to kill more enemies again because they all respawn hence dark souls but i lose um a sliver of my uh, my uh, fervor bar so now I can only gain so much fervor and that's a problem because spells uh, or the prayers you need to have a certain amount in order to cast certain spells and if I'm losing progress to that bar I basically lose a cast of that spell and that can be the difference between life and death in a fight yeah. or especially a boss fight so in order to get your fervor back to maximum capacity you need to go back and get your I think they call it your guilt which is basically a shadow of yourself where you last died. Mm-hmm. Um, once you pick that up, you can get your fervor back 100%, no problem. That's kind of like but in, sometimes, uh, in Hollow Knight when you have yeah, your shade. Exactly, exactly like that. It's exactly like picking up your souls in Dark Souls. It's exactly mm-hmm. like picking up your blood in Bloodborne, fighting your shade in Hollow Knight, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what's frustrating about that, and one of my biggest complaints about the game is um, because it's 2D there's a lot of platforming in the game a lot more than there normally would be in a Dark Souls game a lot more like a Hollow Knight or a Dead Mm -hmm. Cells there's a lot of platforming there are spikes in this game if you even touch the spike you're instantly dead 
Always. So it's not like you you have like a you bounce off of it and it's like okay nope. try again. Not even close. You are dead as a doorknob. As soon as you sometimes if you even look at the spikes, you're dead. That's an interesting design decision considering like I, I can't even think of any example where you don't just like bounce off the spikes. Exactly. In a platform. But that's place. not even the worst part of it. So I mentioned your fervor. Uh, you, you lose your guilt and you have to go pick up your guilt and it's basically a shade of yourself they have to pick up. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes when you fall in these spikes, your ghost thing, shade thing uh, shows up on the previous platform where you were or the ledge right before the spikes. Sure. But oftentimes it's just right in the dead center of the spikes and so there's no way to get, get that it. back. So your fervor just kind of stays there. And this can happen a lot where if you just continue to die, that like that shade doesn't go away and then a new one spawns. You actually could have multiple shades across the entire map. If you're just dying all the time and going back to the previous shrines where you're praying that are very similar to bonfires or like the bus stops in Hollow Knight, um, they will just stay where they are until you such time you pick them up and then you gain your guilt back. So you could literally lose all of your fervor and still play through this game and just never cast a prayer. That's totally mm-hmm. possible to do. You don't lose your currency, which you use to upgrade some skills and, you know, uh, sword skills and whatever. Um, so that's kind of cool. But the prayers are, I found, very necessary, especially in harder combat. So they did enter a mechanic that combats this. So if there is, if there does so happen to be a point in the game where you have a bunch of fervor in impossible places to get them, or you just don't feel like going back to get them, you can spend your currency at specific statues that will actually get rid of all your guilt, which means it restores all your fervor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you can restore, you can um, uh, 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 absolve all your guilt, but you have to pay currency to do so. And depending on how much fervor you've lost, the price goes up. So if I've lost a quarter of it, it may be 1100 currency. I don't remember what the name of the currency is. I may have written it down here somewhere, but oh, tears of atonement is what they call it. You may, you may have to pay 1100, but if your progress bar is like 50% of the way gone, we're talking like 5,000 tears of atonement. And I didn't get and I beat the first three bosses. I'm kind of on my way to what feels like the final boss of the game. It's not a very long game from what I can gather. Um, I could be wrong. It could do a Castlevania Symphony of the Night thing where all of a sudden it just turns the castle upside down. And there's a whole nother game to play. <laughs> but um, you can but but I, I rarely, if ever, had over 2000 tiers of atonement. And I mean, that's some grinding because one of the other penalties for losing your fervor is that when you kill enemies, you gain less tears of atonement, which is such a Dark Souls thing to do. It's like not only are we punishing you here, but we're punishing you in in these three other places. Interesting. So like now an enemy that drops five tears of atonement now only drops one. So you can't even accumulate enough or farm enemies in order to just go to a statue and absolve right. your guilt. Yikes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see where like, like that. Bloodborne, like you could farm trash enemies just to, you know, get the echoes to upgrade stuff. Right. Right. <clears throat> Let's see. Just checking my notes. 
Um, so I mentioned that there's there's a skill tree. There's also multiple items. Uh, and the skill tree is pretty basic. I think there's maybe 10 unlocks for it. Um, there's specific statues in the game aside from just the ones that are like your checkpoints mm-hmm. and like your health restore points. There's a set of there's a statue that is specifically attuned to the mea culpa, your sword, that when you pray at them, um, you actually increase the sword's power by one. And every time you increase the sword by one, you you unlock new skills that you can use. And according to the skill tree, there would be 10 of those statues because there it looks like based on the number that you have unlocked, like mine's at three right now. So I only have all the skills unlocked up until number three. And like there seems to be one skill that's unlocked at 10. So maybe this game is much, much longer than I think it is. Uh, but it doesn't seem like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pray at these statues and that's the only time that you can unlock those skills. But aside from just the skills in the skill tree, which are all sword based, they're all like sword skills. So like mm-hmm. uh, like a, like charging up your sword to slash somebody, uh, getting a, a, an aerial attack. Uh, doing like an up slash, a dash slash, all that stuff. Um, you know, basic sword skill video game stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also multiple items that you can get um, that uh, there are multiple items that you can slot in things that you find in the world to give you passive and active abilities. So there's a rosary that you can put different things into and that helps with a bunch of passive abilities like landing on the ground from high heights doesn't cause you to stop you know you can just roll right out of it there's ones that are like give you resistance against lightning attacks ones that give you resistance against toxic attacks you know you can pretty much fill in the blanks from there um and then there's uh, a um, a relic thing that you can put relics into and the relics are like game-changing abilities um one of the areas is like a sewer area and there's a lot of toxic fumes in the air Mm -hmm. and if you stay too long in the toxic fumes you obviously die but there's a relic that you can find that you can slot into your stuff that actually makes the toxic go away and it doesn't bother you at all so it opens up new areas of the map hence the metroidvania comparison Mm -hmm. um and then there's also there's one more thing that you can upgrade Oh, there's also like just like random quest items you can find that are very similar to Dark Souls, where there's like NPCs you can talk to around the world that don't tell you anything other than just mishmash, random gothic metal stuff. And you can give them you can give them things and then they'll give you things for giving them those things. But the things are very specific and you don't know who to give them to or otherwise it's not really clear. So anytime I pick up a bunch of stuff, I go back to the hub world and I just talk to everybody and see if there's stuff to give them because mm-hmm. I can't make sense of any of the dialogue or anything <laughs> in the game. Um, and that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, and that's that's really a general overview of Blasphemous. There's things I really like about it, but then there's things that I absolutely can't stand. And... You know, I think the game is worth playing. Mm-hmm. Definitely checking out, especially if you're a fan of any of the stuff I've previously described. I definitely check it out. It is, in my opinion, no Dead Souls or Hollow Knight. I think those games are very, very, very well done Metroidvanias. I think this game tries really hard to be that and at times flourishes and does things way better than those other games. But I just don't think it's there. It's definitely better than other games that are similar that I've mm-hmm. tried in the same vein. 
Um, pros, I love the art style, the cutscenes, the level, the level character and enemy designs. I think they're all cool, especially because I've been on this like really old school metal kick lately for whatever reason, and it just it really embodies that music. So. Um, I would definitely check that out. I will say the music in this game, though, is very lacking. They could have done so much more with the music in this game. It is very repetitive. Is it like very repetitive? Uh, does it fit like that, like gothic medieval type thing, or is it like? Um, yeah, it kind of does. I would say it's more atmospheric than anything. Okay. Like it's more like noises in general, like da na na da na 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 na. No, 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 no. Like it's that stuff. And then it just repeats itself. It's not yeah. like, like this could have had like a whole metal soundtrack and it could have had like wailing guitars. So what you're saying is you need a good like metal Spotify playlist going. In the That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and it changes the game. <laughs> kind of like playing destiny when you're listening to the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack. Yes. Changes it. <laughs> um, I think the the animation is really good in this game. Like I mentioned, the the fluidity of the animation it feels very old school Prince of Persia e where it's like that jumping mechanic and grabbing the ledge and pulling yourself up. It 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 looks like that, but it doesn't feel like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I appreciate a lot of the detail that has gone into everything that your character does and and everything because. In a game like a dark, in a game that's like Dark Souls, the animations and the attacks have to be very apparent. Otherwise, you're just kind of guessing. And I think they do a really good job of nailing that. Um, the atmosphere they've created um, not only makes me dread what's around the corner, but it also makes me very anxious as to like what's the next thing going to be. What are they going to hit me with now? Like, what am I, what am I not prepared for? It's a really cool mixed golf bag of like metal golf clubs <laughs> i realize those are actual things <laughs> but <laughs> imagine just like a black set of golf clubs <laughs> i guess with like red grips <laughs> um that was stupid i should have written that down <laughs> um sounded cool in my head though i liked it <laughs> um i think i mentioned uh the game is is hard it's not impossible it's there's a one of the mechanics that they have is um when you before you go into a boss fight which is very clear when you're going to do so Mm -hmm. it's typically very cinematic before you get into a boss there's a woman who's out there and she she asks if you need her assistance she's a very fair woman she's very young flowing black hair she's wearing like a wispy white gown and she's kind of like floating there like do you need require my assistance and you're like, yeah, assist me in the boss fight. Go for it. And she literally stands in the background of the boss fight. And um, instead of uh, using like the game has like an Estus flask mechanic. They're called uh-huh. they're called vials of bile. Mm. <laughs> Metal. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, drinking those restores some level of health, but uh. you don't have to take those. She'll actually heal you when you get low on health. So when you get right around 25 percent, she casts a spell in the background and heals you, which is very welcome um but it's not gonna be there for every single boss fight because i found that after a while the more you use her the older she gets and it could get to a point where she just withers away and dies and now you don't have that mechanic anymore so i started saving it for when i really really need it i just don't know when that's gonna be interesting 
Yeah, it's because really the second time I used her, she's like, although I may look older, I am still just as powerful. Do you still require my assistance? And then I used her again. And then the third time I saw her, she was like, I'm still as fair as the day before. And I'm like, oh, man, you are gone if I use you again. I'm going to save you. Haggard. Yeah, right. Um, but that's cool. Like, it's like we know that you, we know you can't call upon anybody to help you but here's something that'll help you like hollow knight had those instances where there's always like a mechanic that helps you beat a boss faster mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily an item but sometimes it's like if you hit the chandelier in this room like it'll fall on the boss and take away like a quarter of the health and like skip one cycle of mechanic mm-hmm. that's kind of like this game's response to that i would say um Dodging with the pass-through of the enemies is a very welcome addition, especially in a 2D game, I said that. Um, and then I mentioned the crits and the executions are very, very cool, really similar to Doom. The things I do not like about this game, the mini-map, this game needs a mini-map because having to constantly hit select, go through the map, look where I'm going, look where I need to go or where I want to go is so annoying. Even a game like Super Metroid had a mini-map in a corner, and it didn't take up the screen. It didn't change anything. I mean, back then, the aspect ratios were, what, 4 by 3 Yeah. Like, th- this is a like a 16 by 9 game. Like, you could give me a small mini-map in the corner somewhere, <laughs> and you can even make it metal, too. You can put boobs on it with got the, blood. I, got like, the real whatever. estate to spare. Right. Um, really needs that. The controls in this game are not forgiving in any way shape or form sometimes you jump at a ledge and you think you're gonna character's gonna grab it and he just doesn't sometimes you think you're gonna stick your sword in the wall so you can climb and you don't and you fall to your death into a pit of spikes sometimes you jump to a ladder to try to grab it because it's a floating ladder and you just don't and you fall it doesn't I, i've had to switch from the analog stick to the d-pad which I found is much more precise and helps a lot more because mm-hmm. the analog stick is just like all over the place. It's got to be like dead straight up to hit a ladder. If you are even slightly off that 90 degree angle, are you playing this um, handheld or on TV? Um, I've done both. both. And it definitely plays better on TV because that switch D pad is garbage. <laughs> it's not yeah. a D pad. No, it's not. It's just, it's like the PlayStation D-pad. It's just four individual buttons. I'm I am amazed. Well, see, but at least like the 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 distance between the buttons is what gets me. Because like even on like a PS4 D-pad, like it's a very narrow margin. But like the yeah the D-pad on a Switch controller, I mean, it's the same distance as like the normal face buttons are, which is what throws me right. off. But it's it's crazy to me that uh, the only way you can get a D-pad is third party like i'm so shocked that nintendo hasn't cashed in on that and sold just like a left joy con with the d-pad especially since that also seems to be the joy con that like really gets like drifty for everybody too exactly two birds with one stone nintendo hire me make that d-pad controller (laughs) yeah hire us anybody please (laughs) please let me do this for the rest of my life anyhow um how many people do you think are actually using the switch joy cons sideways regularly hardly ever i think that's like a very very specific scenario the only time that we've ever used them like that was when we were on an airplane and i'm pretty sure we're playing uh mario party which forces you to use them anyways right so i don't know brandon those rooftop parties that 
who has an pretty damn or fun. Some, and sometimes when you just like decide, like, hey, I'm gonna bust my switch out in this pavilion here. Hey, let's let's play NBA 2K19 like right next to this actual basketball court. <laughs> Dude, if they wanted to capture the actual reality of what would happen if you were at a party on a rooftop, nonetheless, and you pulled out your switch and you held some and you handed somebody a Joy-Con, the first thing you would hear somebody goes, "Who's the dick with the switch?" <laughs> that would be the first thing somebody would say. And then the person you that would actually sit down next to you and play with you would be like, "Uh, well, who do you mean in Smash Brothers?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fox man. It's better than making fun of Mike Tyson like we did last week. We're back. Uh, yeah, I guess we're back. Um, sorry about that, guys. I think we had some audio issues, and I find it very hard to believe it was right after I mentioned Mike Tyson again. Yikes! I think we're. Uh, <laughs> I think we're in trouble. Uh, with Mike somebody. says that's not nice. Yo, man, quit talking so bad about Blasphemous. It's my favorite game. Just trying to play some Nintendo Switch. I think my impression sounds more like Ice T with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it sounds like. It's I don't think it sounds like my business. <laughs> it was personal. Now it's just business. Yeah, it's definitely iced tea with a lisp. It is iced it's tea. It's definitely iced tea with a lisp. I'm doing iced tea. I need to work on it. You were always better at impressions than me, anyway. Uh, don't, no, this is the per. I'm giving you the stage to toot your own horn. So go ahead, get the trombone out and do your thing. I'm a humble guy. I'm a humble guy. I'll, I'll throw out a voice whenever you know the situation deems it. But you know, when the situation DMs it, you mean who? Who? Um. But anyway, sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah. Audio listeners of the podcast hopefully won't hear that, but we'll uh, we apologize for the inconvenience here. However. Uh, we were talking about blasphemous. Let's talk about all the things that I think commit blasphemy in the game. Blasphemous, blasphemy, blasphemous, blasphemy. Um, I was talking about a lot of the the game has a lot of blind jumps and like random pits and leaps of faith and stuff. And you can move the right analog stick around to kind of like see a little bit of the environment. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like just short enough that like you can't see the platform where you need to land on, and that's really annoying because then you just end up jumping and dying and sometimes it's in a spike pit and then your guy leaves a shadow in the spike pit and then you can't get it and you gotta go find a statue and pay attunements of tears and uh or tears of attunement and then try to get rid of your grief because you can't pick up the thing and that's just bad game design in my opinion it just based on your description sounds like that happened a lot it did it happened more often than it should and because the levels only get harder mm-hmm. and they only the platforming only gets harder. And there's somewhere, you know, there's probably like a special object hidden at the end of like a like a really hard platforming section. And you got to like jump over spike pits, grab ladders in midair, jump from ladder to ladder. And that's not easy in this game. And even using the D-pad and like at, like pushing up as soon as i hit a ladder sometimes if you just miss that pixel and it's not pixel perfect like you're dead and you got to start all over again get all the way back to the same spot there's one area in particular that is um it's like a giant pit and it's got these bells everywhere and these there's an enemy that when they ring the bell all of these hanging bells emit like a sound 
that is like a five foot radius from the bell. And if it hits you, it hurts you. And if you get hit by any kind of projectile or like any like the, a spell or a sound like that and you're on a ledge or you're on a or you're on a ladder you just get knocked off and not only like just fall down you fall like six ten feet away from it and sometimes it launches you right off the map launches you right into a pit and you're like that's just unfair like i never want a game to to feel like that. I want to know that I died because I died and it was my own skill or lack thereof that forced me to die in this space. And I need to be better or more deliberate or slower about what I'm doing next time rather than just, I just got to power through it and get there because this part's impossible and I'm not seeing the pattern here. And I felt that more often than I should have Mm -hmm. in a game like this. And I get that that's the stigma with Dark Souls type games, Hollow Knights, Dead Souls, whatever. But there's a way to have difficulty and also test your skill and just not outright make it feel unfair and impossible. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a game where it feels like you're playing against the game more so than just like you made a mistake. Right. And it's funny because they do so many good design decisions like the thing i was mentioning with the boss battles like that's a good design decision Mm -hmm. because it gives me a crutch i feel like if i'm having trouble with this boss and i can't get through it i can always go back and talk to the woman and she can help me granted she's you know a a limited time thing Mm -hmm. but i can use her and she will help me and i appreciate that it's like the mario levels in like the the 2d mario games where if you die so many times sometimes the game's like hey we'll give you this power up it'll, it'll make you super powerful and you can just get to the end of the level and just get through it and then you can always come back to this and try it again but we just we know that you want to progress it and we know you want to kind of see everything so here's the special bell or here's the special mushroom right. and that's you know i don't have to use it but you know it's good it's, it's, nice it's, it's a good option. design decision yeah yeah i have the option exactly um, another thing I can't, I could not stand about this game. It just, it tells you nothing. It doesn't tell you anything. At one point I picked up a bunch of those, uh, these empty vials and it, and they just showed up as a quest item. And I was like, man, that looks oddly similar to the vials of vial that I use to, uh, replenish my health. I was like, how do I use these? Like, how do I, what do I do to unlock them? I figured, Maybe it's kind of like Dark Souls where like you get Estus Flash shards and you have to take the shards to a certain person and they have to upgrade it for a certain amount of currency. So I'm looking around, I'm looking around. I finally come across these blood statues, which in my notes I put in parentheses rad. And it's basically <laughs> it's a it's a woman's body who is who's like bleeding from the where the heart is into like a little pool, kind of like a continuous fountain. Uh-huh. And there's all these like guys below her that look like so timid and they're like holding their hands out like can i have some blood and there's like a bunch of those that's what it's cool can i have some more (laughs) can i have some of your more blood could you give me more of your blood please see guys infinitely infinitely better than my cockney (laughs) (laughs) but um but so i went up to the statue and it was like you have empty bile flasks would you like to fill these for 500 tears of atonement i'm like F yeah. Like why didn't like why didn't it tell me? Why didn't it just say in the description of the bile the bile vial, which awesome metal band name. <laughs> Vials of bile. Vials of or bile. Maybe an Ooh. album. Maybe a better album name. <laughs> um but Blood Cone. Vials of right. Bile. It could have 
it could have said in the description like make sure you take these to a blood statue to to increase your space or something um and it never did that and i was like yeah i had to figure it out on my own and yeah sometimes that works but I don't want to figure something out on accident. And that's not how these games should be. There should be some like light guidance. Yeah. Like even like you could have even teased it like in, in the lore. Cause everything has a lore tab, which mm-hmm. is just like destiny. It's just like random jargon of a conversation between two metal AF people that are like, Oh, ah, uh, and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, sure. Whatever that means. <laughs> There's probably some really cool world building in here. It's just nothing compared to what control was. So I didn't even dive into it. Period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that kind of design just, I don't know. It, it, it irks you. Yeah. It's like, I shouldn't accidentally f- stumble upon the way to increase my health regeneration. Mm-hmm. That should be something that's pretty much written in stone so that I can learn as I go. Yeah, I agree. My last point of contention with this game, and I mentioned it before, and we already talked about it, so we won't get into it at length. It's the spike pits. Why am I, the instant dying spike pits? I'm at a part in this game where I'm jumping from ledge to ledge over an entire spike pit with axes that are swinging back and forth, Castlevania style. And if you get hit by an axe, you get launched 15 feet and you land in a spike pit. That happened seven, eight times. I had to turn off the game. It's not fun. That's not fun anymore. There's uh, there's your, your golf clubs with the red handle. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's just my outlook on games. Maybe it's I'm just a seasoned veteran. Like when it comes to this kind of stuff, I'm just not going to put up with it anymore. I'm not going to beat my head against a wall and just die over and over and over again doing the same thing, even yeah. with with changing the slightest of things. And it's like timing, ducking, like I have to wait for the perfect pattern of the axes. Like it's it's a little ridiculous. And it'd be different if I could pick up an item that was like, oh, well, you're invulnerable to axes. And I would like put that into my rosary and use that just like the toxic thing with the mm-hmm. toxic relic. Maybe there's something like that in this game, but I haven't I haven't found it yet. And it's not apparent to me. So it's it, it like it, it's it's you get to the definition of insanity. And these games really make you feel insane sometimes because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. And you just continuously die. But there's seemingly no other way to go about it. But I know that it's possible. It's in the game. It like it has to be traversable. It has to right. be finishable. Like I have to be able to get through this. But it, it's not apparent to me and i'm like it this can't be skill based it, it can't just be skill based there's got to be there's always got to be like a second way out like with the boss fights the boss fights aren't impossible but there's a way out of it there's somebody who can heal you now that doesn't make you win the game because sometimes it takes a while for her to heal you and you can die before she heals you mm-hmm. like that that happens um i just think that there's different ways to do that and it's it's it shouldn't be like yeah, you land in the pit, you're SOL. Like, that's it. Sorry. Got to come back and do it. And it's like, oh, but now my guy's there. Now I got to go find a statue. Now I got to go pay atonement. Now I got to go do this. Now I got to go all the way back here. Mm-hmm. There's no fast traveling in the game. You have to, there are some areas of the map similar to, um, I don't think Super Metroid did it, but 
Hollow Knight where like you could find the train stations and they take you like across the map to somewhere else that's like closer to a save station or something. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that. It's like a it's like a well, I'll describe it. It's a it's a metal it's it's a gold metal doorway with like a gray like spiral in it where it's like smoky like you walk through it and you show up wherever else you want on the map where there's an adjacent uh, similar doorway and the top of the doorway is a hand but the fingers are like the bosses of the game it's kind of cool uh, metal but <laughs> metal <laughs> metal uh, I've said metal way more than I wanted to today but it, that's what this game is yeah, it's, it's metal, metal yeah. AF um, and that's that's really it I don't know if you have any questions Brandon I think I, I, think I tried pretty, to touch on as much as I pretty, could pretty thorough Pretty thorough. I dig it. Yeah, I, I I like to consider myself the resident Metroidvania expert because I play so many of them, and it, when the new one comes it out, is your bread and butter. That's it's my bread and butter. It's for sure where I have the most fun. So I like to try to not only just say I don't like this because it's bad. I want to try to figure out what is it about it that's bad, and then give you a reason and give you a better example of where it could be better. Mm-hmm. And I probably didn't even do that. I probably just made myself look like a total hypocrite because I probably didn't even do that for the most part of this review. But um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of frustrating parts to it. It's definitely cool. And if you're somebody who likes the challenge, I think you'll find a lot um, challenging in this, but also very fulfilling, just like any Dark Souls game. It's hard as hell until you finish what you were stuck on and then it's like all right it's like it's like a bad game of golf like you can suck at golf and every single shot can be the worst shot you've ever had in your life and you could be all over the course in the trees and the sand and the water whatever but if you have one good shot that is good enough for you in all of the 18 holes and all of the shots you have you come back the next day and you play golf again and that's kind of what this game's like like golf with black metal clubs and red handles. Right. <laughs> Boy, if we had a store, I would be like, we're going to sell black metal golf clubs with red handles. Cause those are metal golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's blasphemous guys. And I'm playing again on the switch. It runs very well on the switch. It, there's no hiccups, no who has. Yeah, it seems the game. like it would be a very, very actually switch I, appropriate I take, game. I take that back. There's a lot of hoo-hahs in the game. Um, <laughs> if you're really into, uh, you know, your 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 women, if you like your women, like you like your Iron Maiden albums, uh, stuck with swords and bleeding profusely, but also naked, you will really enjoy this game. <laughs> <laughs> nice, good, good, that, good TLDR. That's uh, that's blasphemous. <laughs> Brandon, was there anything else you wanted to touch on? Any other games you played you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, not really. Just been kind of working my way through uh, A Link to the Past in, in anticipation of uh, Link's Awakening. On, uh, on I see that. you're using that, that controller I gave you. How's that, how's that working for you? Uh, this thing. This thing is the best. You like it? Yeah, it's super awesome. It's like, it, if it if I didn't know that it was not a first party controller, like I would swear to you that this was a first party controller. It's that solid. Are you using mainly the D pad when you play link to the past or using the analog stick from it? Um, I, I kind of go back and forth. 
may, more more often than not, I'm using the D-pad. It just feels more natural just for that game. Yeah. But I really like it. It's very... Cool. Glad you enjoy it. Very, for for how old the design like really is, like it's actually it's very ergonomic. I dig that. It is. And it'll and it's like it's so similar to the NES controller, minus four other additional buttons, but there's something to be said about just like the simple square design the simple rectangular design with mm-hmm. just like the circular nubs on the end. Like it just it just feels it feels good. It still feels small, especially right. in my big gargantuan stupid hands. Yeah, I think it's it's perfectly suited for you know playing those retro games on uh, on Switch or you know whatever you're you may or may not be emulating. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't try playing anything. Like, I wouldn't play Smash Brothers with this. No, no. But but you could probably play Blasphemous with that. It'd probably I think feel you could. pretty good. I think you could. Game. That that yeah. style of anything that's like in the style of like those old school games, I think would do very well with that type of mm-hmm. controller. It's weird. I'm starting to in maybe it's my old age, but I'm starting to appreciate the the D-pad more. Yeah. I grew up I grew up analog guy cuz the first console I remember really putting hours into was N64 with the the joystick. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I just the D-pad speaks to me now. I it if I I prefer it for most games more than I do like obviously my 3D games I need my analog stick, but I I've found a new appreciation for the D-pad. Let's yeah. put it that way. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Anything else no, you want to touch upon here? No, I've ch- I've talked way too long. <laughs> As always, <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. It's okay. You're, if you're nothing if consistent. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get yourself a nice cool towel when I start talking next week and just put it over your eyes and just take a nice little nappy poo and nice. I'll just go. And by the time you're probably awake, I'll still be talking about the game. <laughs> I think next week is going to be a pretty two-sided discussion of... It's um, going to be pretty gushy, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're going to be... We're sponsored by Gushers next week. We're going to be in complete fanboy mode. Without yeah, me. I'm just... I'm preparing you guys now. We're both going to play Link's Awakening when it comes out Friday, and I think we're just going to be Gusher City here. Yes. So, if you're not a Zelda fan, tune in the following week. Yeah. <laughs> If you're one of those people that when you bite into your foot, fruit by the foot and you're like, man, I just wish this had liquid in it that tasted the exact same as this fruit by the foot, then you're definitely going to love next week's episode. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Yes, sir. Brandon, what kind of plugs do we got here? Uh, the plugs that we have. Uh, I closed that window. Um, oh, good, because <laughs> we've got, uh, you can email us if you want to email us for whatever reason. We've got the, the GNA podcast at gmail.com. That's golf November alpha podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can find our podcast on all of your podcast outlets. Audio will typically go up on Thursdays or Fridays. We do this live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the games nat podcast. For those of you who joined us live. Emily and Hannah, as always, are beautiful wives. Uh, and we also got, uh, looks like a, a little person named YY underscore Moo joined us. Thank you so much. Don't know who you are. <laughs> um, but you said, wow, so cool, exclamation, exclamation, one exclamation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
again, all places, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube now. We have a YouTube channel. You can watch all of our past live streams from Twitch if you haven't, because if you know anything about Twitch, it only archives videos for about 30 days or so. So we've I think been it throwing actually those less up. Because uh, the ones from our opening season episode, it actually said expiring soon. Gasp. Well, then. You got to head over to the YouTube channel if you want to watch us. Mm-hmm. But again, if you just want to listen to us, you can listen to us on all affiliated audio podcast apps, including iTunes. By the way, if you're out on iTunes, why don't you give us a rate and review? Helps boost the podcast, helps you know, put us in the R&R. Yeah. Top of the search bar. Uh, we would really appreciate it. And we would really appreciate seeing you on a live stream. If you listen to us and you've never seen us on a live stream, why don't you stop by sometime and say hi? We'd love to talk to you and meet yeah, you and try it out. figure out what we can do better. What can we do to make this podcast better for you guys? Truth. You can also find us on Reggie's housepodcasts.com that's reggie's housepodcast.com such great podcasts as well as ours including greedo shot first a podcast about star wars and all things star wars and anything even freaking related to star wars <laughs> and there's also rust belt wristers a pittsburgh pittsburgh penguins <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh hey, which should be gearing up soon uh pen's preseason starts tomorrow uh Damn. so we should be hearing from those guys Soon-ish. But Brandon, even though we had to heave-ho our way through this whole podcast, through audio issues, the over, the always looming and threatening Mike Tyson trying to bring us down, this game's what do we tell all, all the listeners at home? We say the only opinion that matters <laughs> is your own. <laughs> Oh, we're so screwed, man. I'm so dead. I'm not even a dad yet. I'm not going to live to see it. It's going to knock your lights out. <laughs> Yo, this podcast going to knock your lights out. I'm Ice T and I don't have any front teeth. <laughs> Ice T after a bicycle accident. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week, guys. So I clicked on that dude that uh, popped in at the end there. Not he, even a real person. No, he his channel is he him going to uh, people on the just chatting category of uh, Twitch and just like sitting in their stream for a minute. Okay, like it's, it's literally him streaming streams. Oh, so he's streaming just chatting streams. So he came in and probably broadcasted our chat. Yeah. Well, he's had 114 people watching him at one point. So <laughs> whatever helps us boost. Yeah. Three people watching. Hopefully him. somebody raids us at some point and they're just like, yeah, we'll send this small channel of our viewer. Chatting is chat. Just, just chatting. I said, yeah, man. <laughs> wow. I love that the theme of this season is already Mike Tyson trying to bring us down. Mike Tyson. Gonna but we shut, persist every week. This podcast. <laughs> well, that's going to be my intro next week. <laughs> You're welcome to Games in That Podcast featuring Mike Tyson. <laughs> We're going to punch you out. 
<laughs> Holy shit, man. I love when stuff just organically happens like that and you just like you can't write that. We That's, couldn't have made that happen before yeah, the season. We we couldn't have started. planned that if we if we wanted to. Wow. Mike Tyson and Ice T with a list. What do you know about that? Mike Tyson says, What's going on, guys? Alright. Get these downloads prepped. Because they take four effing ever. Alright, I'm gonna jump off here and clean the hedgehog's wheel. Because apparently he's stanking. Yes, sir. He's stanking. But I've I've decided on spinach rolls. I love it. It's basically just I love how <laughs> I love how I've been trying to get people to just like talk about what they're bringing, and so far every single person's bringing dessert, mm. <laughs> with the exception of like two people. That's why I was like, should probably should probably do something a little, a little savory, and then yeah, well, Hannah's making um, these cheesy potatoes. Oh, Dude, did, wait, she made those for the holiday party, right? Uh, I think she did. I think she made those, and then you guys also brought that. Was that key lime pie dip or something, uh, or s'more, s'more dip? dip? Yeah, they were like they're like the little potato chunks, like cheese, like it's like a creamy cheese type. Yeah, sauce she definitely made those for the on top. Yeah, mm-hmm. super good. She said that. Yeah, like, we're making that. You have to make those. We're making that white turkey chili I told you about, or the white chicken yes. chili I told you about. I'm excited about that. That's whenever you said that. I figured that's what it was. Gonna make a whole big ass pot of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too bad Bob's not gonna eat it. No, Bob's not. Bob's not gonna have anything to eat. There's vegetables in this. <laughs> he's he's gonna be sitting there and he's gonna just eat the meatball tray that Eva brings. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah, spinach rolls. It's just I basically um, feta cheese, mozzarella, spinach, uh, garlic, olive oil, and then just roll it up. Dude, spinach and feta pizza is one of my favorite things, and we never get it. Super good. You'll like them. Garlic Dude. ranch dipping sauce. Napoli's came through again in the clutch when we had everybody over. Uh, before the shower, like all her family and stuff, we got Napoli's again. and That place is legit, man. They yeah. hold up. They sure do. Really, really, really good. It's, it's why they've. It's one of the few like restaurants, like mom and pop restaurants in our area that have been open for a while. I mean, they've been. I think they've been open since like '85. The guy who delivered it the first time to us was like, "Oh man, you got some good eats tonight. You have a Napoli's. What'd you get?" And I was like, "Just a couple pizzas, one cheese, one buffalo chicken. Just trying it out again. It's, it's like, been a while." He goes, Dash. "They have." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "They have the best." Um, seafood bisque. I think he yes, said, "Dude, the seafood bisque is awesome." I didn't even know I liked seafood like seafood bisque until I tried it. He was like, "They only have it on Tuesdays," but man, my wife and I go down there every Tuesday. We get the seafood bisque, and we never look back. Dude, get it with a bread bowl if you're gonna get it. Get it with a bread bowl. Hundred percent. Well, yeah. If I'm gonna clog my arteries, I'm gonna go all the way, dude. I don't just. I always <laughs> help Mary. I'm not gonna throw a pass for a first down. The I want a thing, touchdown. If you're speaking of clogging arteries, if you're gonna go that route, Napoli fries. Are those like the potato or the the fried cheese, cheese bacon. sauce, bacon, and mozzarella? Oof. So Oof. freaking good. Oof. Yikes. Worth it. Worth it for sure. But all right. 
I'm going to let this download cruise. I'm going to go scrub some hedgehog poop.